0: Welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. This is your host, Scott Wilson. Sarah Bradley, welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. You are from the famous Winnebago's Pizza. What is your favourite pizza?
1: My favourite pizza is Grand Chicago.
0: Grand Chicago. What's on a Grand Chicago? All
1: right, so it's got shaved ham, pepperoni, tomatoes, fresh herbs, and capsicum.
0: Nice. And and do you think pineapple should be on a pizza?
1: Some people do, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's funny you should say that because it goes pretty well on a grand Chicago. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's always interesting. Obviously, we we're lucky enough to 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 do your marketing. It's one of those funny posts we always love to put out about people and what they what they think should be on a pizza. And I love pineapple on a pizza, mm, so I'm, I'm all for it. Hey, so. Winnebago's, a um, few people listening to this will know it, but there'll be a few people, I guess, in Auckland and other parts of the world don't know about, about Winnebago's. Um, tell us a little bit about Winnebago's and how you got started.
1: Okay, so Winnebago's was um, originally started in Christchurch in yeah. 1991. Wow. Um, it was started by a group of quite what you'd say kind of earthy people. Yep. People that had kind of a vision to make some what were like gourmet pizzas, mm. which at the time, I think in the early 90s, that phrase was, you know, exotic yeah. gourmet. Yeah,
0: gourmet, like gourmet was, wasn't it? Things yeah. that
1: weren't ever used on a yeah. classic pizza. Yeah. Um, they made all their own boards, um, there were lots of big jars of pickled vegetables and oh, wow. things. And, yeah, I'd
0: say they were kind of happy Because Because pizza, if you look back at 1991, pizza was kind of dominated by maybe Pizza heart yeah. was it? And and there wasn't really many Especially other... Especially
1: in New Zealand. In New Zealand. Say that.
0: So there was, there was kind of like it was... All, I remember like they had Romano's pizzas in the, oh, yeah. in the supermarkets yeah. and yeah. stuff. So that was kind of like your pizza. No, it wasn't really a gourmet. And I guess that's where mm. you... Well, they found their niche 100%. because I'd say a lot of people do realize that it's kind of a, yeah, they're definitely um, a more of a gourmet, more of an experience pizza place. Like mm. always, we say now, yeah, great pizza.
1: Mm. You know,
0: people are always talking about in the comments and reviews about great pizza. Mm. Um. So, okay, a bit hippie-ish, but uh, – and, and so how did then you get involved in that? Like, were you yeah, working so there? Or a, yeah, was
1: a lot further down the line. It was actually my lovely partner, Jamon. Yep. So it's – you know, I'm sitting here talking to you today, but he takes so much credit for yeah. everything that is Winnebago. So he came into the same site, which was in Litchfield Street, and he was 21-year-old, and wow. he was doing the dishes. And um, funny story, I think someone was actually caught thieving um, one of the guys that was his yep. partner, and, and so Jamal took the opportunity and, and borrowed some money off his dad. Wow. And um, he made an investment into the business. Brilliant. And, you know, he's still cooking today. He's yep. nearly 49.
0: <laughs> where, where was when he's back then, though? So
1: Litchfield Street. Yes. Yeah, so Litchfield Street, exactly where yeah. um, Strangers Lane is now in Christchurch. Yes. yes. So it was this cool kind of like almost you went down with yeah. its, um a lot of the stuff, all the memorabilia that we have in yep. our restaurant today is still from that yeah. restaurant, so we've got, like, old planes. Yeah,
0: it was a very cool vibe, wasn't very it? Very cool like, yeah. vibe.
1: And so that kind of, um, how would you put it, I think it sort of transitioned where it's what we often coin, and I think, you know, for Bagos is an institution. Yeah. Because so many people and so many generations yeah. experienced when goes That's so there.
0: true. So many people have, you know, like I know from my family went there. Mm-hmm. Now I've been there. I take my son. You know, our family goes there. So mm. yeah, it's so true. And and it, I guess it's kind of a wow, institution. It's a little bit of a cult following as well. People really like you. were Just we were just talking about how people in Korea. Love, you know, Korean yep. people love coming yep, to the we restaurant. Had, um, like, it's
1: a, a famous, I think, uh, Instagrammer. Yep. Is it? how yep. you point it? <laughs> she came to um, one of our restaurants and put some. Review out about yep. every restaurant and for like one season, we were just inundated. Inundated with Koreans. who were wow. showing us this photo yeah, that yeah. they had been given.
0: How good the power of that, <laughs> I know. right? And 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 obviously they love their pizza, and they just obviously they love food. They don't probably drink as much, but they drink. Yeah. They eat a lot of, a lot of lot of pizza. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, That's there's awesome. offerings that go with our business as well, which because our menu really. Doesn't change. Mm. We, we swap some things out if they're yep. not working, but that's quite strategic for us yep. too because they're all those flavours that people love and know yeah. from all those yeah, yeah. before. Um, so there are other items in our menu like a carbonara that yes. always been there, and yes. our pastas and our salads. Oh, so yeah. They are also really tied mm. into all these pizzas. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so like it was amazing. I went there with the team the other day. Um, You'd think you've tried every pizza on that menu, but there's just so many. Mm. And someone ordered uh, a super lucky one, and it was outstanding. Like, I was like, the furthest thing from my mind is to order a pizza with lettuce on it. (laughs) One of the girls said, No, it's amazing, which you know, Mm. you'll love it. Boom! Yeah, had it, delicious. loved it. It was yeah, it was delicious. Nice. So, so Jerome's uh, business investors made some Borrowed some money from his dad. Like that would have been must be nervous times. Like, you know, that would well, that been early early two thousands or no? That like, would have l-
1: been probably uh, mid nineteen.
0: Wow! Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because yes, mid nineteen. Yeah, yeah, day, but really early. So and,
0: backing yourself, borrowing some money and, and getting into yeah. you know, gourmet pizzas. Uh, you know, yeah, must have been cool. yeah. Um, and how long were you at Litchfield Street? Like, how many years? Because were you there till up until the earthquakes, or no, did you...? No,
1: um, the restaurant moved to Gloucester Street. So what happened is that sort of realising that, hey, this place is really popular, yep. you know, and there's more scope, you know, in all businesses, I think, once yeah. you, know, you, you, you get to that point, yeah. you're like, hey, you know, we could probably fit some more people in here. Yes. We could also, you know, expand, and I think the idea was to have more of a separate bar area. Okay. Um, so... Um, Jamon and his business partner at the time. Yep. Um, they went into a lovely vintage, sort of replica kind of building. Oh, nice. The bricks. Yep. Um, in uh, Gloucester Street.
0: I know where that is. Yeah. That's a nice building. Yeah. That actually still stands. That building. No, no gone. No. Oh, a really? Earthquake. Well, oh no. We're going to talk about the earthquakes because <laughs> I know how much of an impact that's had on your business. Yeah. Was it true that that a couple of years ago, Jamon cooked his one millionth pizza? Yeah. Was, was that, like, How like that must be amazing, right? Yeah. Like how, mm-hmm. you know, like to to go from, you know, event, starting off doing the dishes to cooking a million pizzas, that really does yeah. say something, right?
1: Indeed.
0: Yeah. 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 But he's pretty proud?
1: Yeah, he's so hardworking. Yeah, he's, he's so hardworking. Yeah. You know, he still just as so much as so he does, so much within the business. He actually knows every facet of the business. Last yeah. year... Um, I worked front of house, mm-hmm. but I was struggling to find another manager. Yep. So I said, Jamon, do you want to come out the front? And he did a year and wow. he was brilliant. Yeah. And there's not one thing in the business that he doesn't know.
0: Yeah. Do you think that's key in hospitality, though? Because you see a lot of businesses, a lot of people get into hospitality. Look, I remember when I was in Walker Street, I had an office in Walker Street. There was a bar that opened and a restaurant. Like, seriously, they were open six weeks and closed the doors. Wow. It was a half a million dollars uh, done by the breweries Mm. there uh, that they're never going to see again. And I talked to the guy afterwards. Because um, I saw him down the, down the road one day, and I said, "Mate, what happened?" And he goes, "Oh, I just didn't like the hours, didn't like the people," and I'm like, "Why would you get in?" You know, like it's a it's a kind of a it's a, it's it's definitely a tough industry to be in. Mm. It looks does it, it it looks maybe from the outside quite glamorous, you know, owning a bar, or owning a restaurant, but when you're in there, it mm. must actually tell us a bit some of the challenges that you really yeah, face. Yeah, I
1: think for me, it's probably when I was younger, of course. Yeah. Um, You know, hospitality is just a dream, because you keep social life extended within it, Um, and I worked in London for a long time, and I had some really great company benefits by working for a French company over there, and um, you know, they treat hospitality in a much more extended kind of like a career base, so I was going for workshops, and I was doing wine training, and I was doing all these cool things, you know, so I felt quite lifted with what I was doing.
0: Well, there's nothing like a good old fire alarm to um, upset your podcast. Hey, but Sarah, we were talking about, and you were kind of letting us know, and, and the insights. You know, overseas hospitality is really seen as a profession, not here in New Zealand. Like obviously, you were you were getting highly trained while you're overseas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, tell us about some of the stuff they, you know, they had you do.
1: Um, well, a lot of the um, training that I did was level-based, so you sort of got integrated into the company, so yep. you came in almost as a rookie, um, and it was, you know, as if you were, um, what do I put it, well, they actually use a system called trunk, which yep. we don't use in New Zealand. Yep. So it's almost as if the, um, everyone takes a percentage of service charge, yep. and that's where this is something
0: we don't have here so yeah, yeah. much. Um, so is that kind of like tips
1: or... Yeah, so service charge is automatically yep. added onto a bill yep. and it's really a requirement to pay it. People have the choice, but yep. most people don't, especially people pay in corporate settings yep. as well. Like yep.
0: So, so, the ability obviously to earn more like is yeah, that you know 100%,
1: yeah yeah
0: and and you know, so you, you in here in New Zealand, like this, and you do see this a wee bit now, people saying you know there's tipping on the bill with f post and stuff like that, but it's it's kind of not the same, and is well. you think is that why we don't have maybe you know career people in hospitality, you yeah. do see it in some some yeah. like there's some barmen or chefs, definitely chefs yeah but but so maybe the front of house and the the um weight staff not as not as seen as a, as a professional?
1: No. Yeah. It seems to be more of a stepping stone for people. And yeah. to be fair, I mean what I've seen personally in my own business in yeah. the last couple of years it's it's oof, it's really hard out there. Yeah. I mean I used to work with um when I was waitressing when I was younger a lot of um, university students yep. you know and they really offer something to the business if yeah. they had a good head you know they could really offer something to the table conversationally wise because mm. they were training to do something or studying to be something Yeah, so um, I personally am just yeah, it's, it's worrying mm. in the industry at the moment. I think everyone probably feels it. Yeah. It wouldn't be me alone. To say, who, who who's going to walk in my door? Yeah. And advertising as well. It's yeah. like there is actually no one jumping at the bit. Yeah. So maybe it's a generational thing. Yeah. I mean, it's hard work.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you
1: know? yeah. yeah. So it's hard work, hard work, different
0: hours, you know. Yeah. Um, and like I think... Uh, back in the day as well, you, you probably, you know, there were no real student loans, right? So you actually had to pay your way, yes. you know, like yeah. credit. I think, you know, I was talking to a gentleman the other day. Probably, you know, the the, the advancements of how credit has become so easy has made it so easy for people not to have to save, not to have to work that hard because mm-hmm. if they want something, they get it over four payments these days. So mm-hmm. it does make it, yeah. you know, a lot easier for people to, to get what they want versus just going in. You know, doing that graft, working for it. So I guess in New Zealand, we've kind of had the benefit of having overseas staff uh, for many years, but obviously, COVID's kind of stop thats yeah. Has that. Is that is that you've been your experience? Yeah, I
1: personally have really not had overseas stuff yep. in my restaurant. Yep. It's just okay. a personal thing. And nice. it's not from not wanting to or yep. it's just that it just really hasn't happened. We've had yep. the odd person throughout the yep. years, but it hasn't really been like a directive or some kind of, you know, yep. advertising nature that we're trying to look for yep. them. Um, a lot of my staff have been with me for ten years.
0: Wow. So do you think that's because of the, the training and the knowledge that you have that people want yeah, to I think
1: I think a lot of it is to do, and I was actually just talking to Jamal about this, maybe this morning, I mean, we're exceptionally lucky just because with the two of us, we run our own restaurant, and we're a couple, but we don't bring anything bad, we only bring like a really nice work environment, and it's kind of a family environment for us, you'll often find my kids in the office. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, (laughs) I've seen them. You've
1: seen them. Um, And... It's, uh, yeah, for me, it's just, I get on the floor, I, I still yeah. watch truss, so I get yeah. my hands dirty, you yeah. see me scraping plates. Lead you know, the way, I'm right? in my mid 40s, yeah. you know, and I still do all the other things yeah. during the day that I don't really probably know the mechanics that are going yeah. on underneath while the business is running. But, yeah. you know, when they come, I'm, I'm there. And I'm, yeah. on a weekend day, I work 14 hour shifts sometimes, yeah. you know. Wow. So uh, for nice. us, and Jamon's the same, you know, Jamon, yeah. he gets in there and he's still cooking pizzas. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're, from a hospitality point of view, yeah. I know some people do probably have bad experiences working with couples, yeah. but not by any means for us. Like,
0: and obviously, when you have people stay for ten years, yeah. it must be right because they wouldn't yeah. stay if it was a it was no. not a nice environment. Yeah. Do you think uh, you know that sets the culture of as you know, you two are actually seen as you know doing the work as well because and people so. respect that? Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't. I don't expect that they do, but yeah. I want I, I do. Yeah, have the inclination that yeah. that's probably a big part
0: of it. Do you do anything special to create that culture? Is, is there anything you do like with your staff or anything like that? Like, is there little things that maybe you do that, that that you find are maybe a little bit different in the industry? Like just the way you treat them and stuff like that, or is it just um, treat people how you'd like to be treated?
1: Treat people how you'd like to be treated and. Both
0: of Jamal and I have a really good
1: sense of humour. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so we always have so much fun. Yeah, you know, and, at and work. that's a huge
0: part of it, right? I was, yep. I was talking to a gentleman on the podcast uh, two weeks ago. Uh, his culture is all about fun. Yeah, people buy into it. You yeah. know, they know they're coming to work to have fun. Uh, I'm so uh,
1: gonna, silly on shift.
0: They're going to work hard. Yeah, um, but it's not all. It's not. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you're in a social environment, right? Mm. So you kind of have to have a bit of a buzz about you, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We do and we have things like you know group chats and yep. we can poke a bit of fun at each other and I like to do nice things for my team. Yeah. One of my girls is pregnant, so yesterday we all took her to the George for a baby shower and just all those little things and yeah. You know, just but that's just a so bit of extra. like you know uh,
0: that that is the small hinge. I say I've got to say small hinges swing big doors. It's those little things that, that that you show and demonstrate that you care that mean a lot, right? Like mm-hmm. you might just think, oh, that's how I'd want to be treated, but. But it's not normal. Mm. It is, I can definitely tell you that's not normal. Mm. In, in and it's, I think, a
1: little bit of drawing from those experiences I had when I worked in, in London because yeah. it was those little things that yeah. made me feel elated at, you know, my 18-year-old self. Because yes. some of these girls used to say we're 18. But, yeah. you know, you can see for them, oh, I was out with my, um, you know, I was out with my restaurant manager and I was out with blah, blah, and yes. we were there, you know. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was nice. It's nice. I that kind of thing does... It means
0: a lot, and, and it means more than you think it means. Um, and I think that's those those little things that you can do. That really does create a great mm. culture. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're, you're probably doing more than you realise. And I think as a leader, that's sometimes good to look back and see how far you've come uh, in a business, especially when you're employing people. Let's talk a wee bit about some of the challenges that we had in the business. Obviously, uh, you guys were involved in the business when the earthquakes were here, you know? Uh, and, and how did that, like, I, I know the pictures, and I, you know, how, how did that really affect the, you know, your guys, obviously your business, but also, you know, your future and your, your I guess your mental state to some degree,
1: did you? Yeah, is it, I mean, we, as much as it was um, an awful story, it's actually a really fortuitous mm. story that um, some insurance had been changed a couple of weeks prior. Wow. Just, just out of just an update, nothing to do with anything yep. else, which meant we got amazing business interruption insurance. Wow. So that was just a saving great. Great lesson, eh? Yeah. Be fully insured. Um, and I think, if anything, it was just a really emotional time mm. knowing that, you know, oh, we're going to get back into this building, hoping we could, and then the landlord, you know, said, no, yeah. oh, it's, it's going to be deemed, yeah. you know, like so many. Yeah. Um,
0: I guess for the people on the uh, listening to the podcast, uh, in two thousand was it 2011? 2010 um, Christchurch suffered some pretty big earthquakes, and in the centre of the city, you actually couldn't get in. Uh, it was all cordoned off by the army for mm. quite a long time. Bizarre.
1: The um, red zone, yeah, the red zone. So yeah. businesses
0: couldn't actually uh, enter. Uh, you, you're allowed in for a bit. Um, you had a certain pass to get in, and you can yeah. only do certain things to get your equipment and stuff. But for a lot of a lot of business owners, it was just basically go yeah. home.
1: Yeah, and I remember we got in one day, um, Jamal, myself, and Jamal's business partner at the time, and we, like in there, just trying, you know. And now, if I think about it, it was actually not really worth it because, yeah. you know, the building would have just, yes, itself. But you know, cleaning stuff out and getting stuff oh. out, and you know, in hope, I guess, that yes. all of those things could be redeemed. Redeemed. Um, I think we've got a lot of the memorabilia and stuff out, yep. which we still have today in the yes. restaurant, so that's cool, yeah, yeah.
0: Crazy, crazy times, yeah.
1: though, right? I mean, the good thing was, um, you know, we have well, we still have another Winnebago's, but it had been just, you know, recently yes. a quiet. And uh, Fury meet. Yes. So um, that was sort of win-win for them. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. everyone that... You know, wanted to go to Winnie, still could. Yeah, was a ten minute drive down the road. So
0: that and that was amazing. How the the local restaurants and pubs and stuff yes. really started to get busy, right? Because yeah. there was there was nowhere to go in town. So all of a sudden, all those kind of neighborhood places became became even more popular. Yeah, they were huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so with Winnie's, obviously you've got you've got um, you had the you've got the one in Rangiora, yes, one in the city, yes. and there's some side exciting news now with the one that you've got. Uh, well, you've had Infernito in the past, and now it's coming back as as as, as a winnie's. You're pretty excited by that, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I think you know the the brand there that you've got. I think people will be so happy that you're you're coming back there.
1: He's mm-hmm. a steward Yeah,
0: an absolute steward Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so, so how like owning like you know, you, you you have a, um, a a restaurant, but you've also got a franchise. Yes. how is, how are some of the challenges there for you as a business owner? Yeah.
1: um I guess it's like having two head spaces. Yes. It's trying to split the two. Yep. Trying to make sure that my work-life balance is concentrating on one or the other. Yep. And I guess from a personal point of view there's something I'm still growing yeah. with. Yeah. Um, especially now we've got another one on board. So yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, there's so many components of making sure that, you know, like my dealings with your company yep. and um, when I'm looking at making menus and yes. suppliers and all those things that you really need to check the box with with being a franchise. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a responsibility yeah. when you're asking people for a licensing fee totally it with it yeah so um yes a lot of the time i guess um i absorb that in different times than i'm actually doing my administration yeah. in my own restaurant yeah or i'm actually on the floor so yeah. it, it's, it's a lot of moving parts It's a yeah. lot of moving parts yeah. right
0: and and obviously you know um You've got to keep the consistency, yes. you know, and and how do you manage that? Because I think that's a big part of 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 having franchise and making sure you know. Because if someone comes to a city, uh, Winnie Baggers or a fair meet soon to open, uh-huh. open up again, Winnie Beggers and they go to Ringarura, they probably expect the same experience to some degree. Is yes. how do you manage that? Like, is it? Yeah,
1: so everyone has the same menu, so yep. that's helpful, and that's from nice. directed down. Yep, least, you know, I think that's probably most key part is the product. Yeah, making sure the product. I think when you do have restaurants that have been built at different stages, that yep. can't always nail down. I mean, moving forward, franchising forward, I guess, you know, the last model that we're doing at Fairy Mead is what we're looking at as being like, okay, this is Winnie's rebranded Perfect. because you open something, I mean, Fairy Mead was made 14 years ago. Yes. Uh, and then that will be rebranded and all refreshed. Yes. Yeah. Um, we're in a building that was pre-existing and we winnified it. Yes. Um, And then the same rangiora. So, you know, they all... And I think most restaurants would probably find that challenge when they're starting off with a growing time because if you're not opening all at the same time, you end up with ones that are slightly different. But I don't see...
0: I like what you said about controlling the product.
1: Yeah. Because
0: if you get that right, like, and it's consistent, yeah. then it makes it a whole heap easier for for everyone else involved, right? Yes. And, and it makes it a lot easier for the people that are coming, right? If they know, hey, great pizza, great people, great place. Yes. And it's the same there, same there, same there. So. And they're coming for you, that
1: pizza. And we know that our operators understand um our ethos, they understand yeah. our vibe, and all those things which are kind of integrated into you yeah. know any any training and things when we get them on board. So, yeah, that's very cool, pick, and that's about picking the right people too.
0: Yeah, are you <laughs> looking at expanding that? Like once you've got the pyramid, sort of
1: yeah. Again, well, I mean, I think for me, having three is really important. We when we sort of had a couple of years have just been two that yep. you know, didn't give us so much strength. Yep. You know, now I feel like we can cement ourselves and go yes. our systems in three places. Yes. There's something to kind of fall back yeah. on and show people. Yeah. Um, so I think anything moving forward will be a lot easier, yeah. just knowing that. Yeah, because
0: you've got those operating procedures that you have in those three places. And do you, do you share, like, because you obviously... With, with franchises, you're yeah, sharing information around what's working, what's not working within within the business as well. Like you,
1: yeah, we do to a certain extent. Yep. However, I don't try and open up too many cans
0: of worms. Yes, yeah, yeah. Now that that's well, that's well. I know from having uh, talking to other people with franchises. You know, sometimes that can be hard when you have, you know, individuals. In those franchises, mm. too, right? So, you have to, and I, you
1: know, I totally respect people's opinions, I mm. think that's really, really important. And always knowing that, hey, you know, even you know, your franchisee could have a really uh, valid point, you know, mm. or open an idea up, and that's what that's all about, too. yeah. I just,
0: yeah, the, the value of, of obviously having the, the a collective. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and how do you find like the restaurant business now? Like, obviously, we've just come out of COVID. Um, how are you finding everything going after, you know, which must have been a pretty stressful time for having to wear masks all the time yeah. and all those yeah. other costs that got ladled on, on every business, mm-hmm. uh, but hospitality probably more so. I felt, I definitely felt for hospitality people, especially when, you know, people could come in and they didn't have to wear a mask. But, but but if you were serving you you did you know, mm-hmm. I just some of the things I didn't understand. But how, how was that time for for you guys and also your staff? Like,
1: yeah, I mean, I think if you were to be referring to anything like lockdowns or yeah. anything like that, um, I'm pretty sure most of my staff were probably quite relaxed, and yeah, either, yeah. and then the government did help. Yep. you know, we can't say that we weren't helping. Yeah, totally. And, um, just really lucky there, um, and then I think if anything like this year, if Probably has just felt a little bit kind of like st- good, but it's stagnant. Yep. It's probably back to just a normal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and in some senses, like, you know, for example, this weekend the Sky Forks, we last November no one would have been able to have done True. anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we kind of won, you know, yeah. like, you know, people were like, well, we can't go to any events, we'll go out for dinner. Dinner, yeah. But, you know, now all these open-air events and everyone's free yeah. for the summer, yeah. there is actually more risk that people yeah. are going to be just going and doing other things. Yeah, yes. So it's
0: it's an interesting effect. Yeah, so, yeah, so you actually have to get even more in front of people to to want them to come and have a great pizza. <laughs> it's, um. but I think for COVID, you know, COVID I think, well, was there anything that you learned about that that made the business stronger? Like your, your takeaway orders or anything like that? Is there anything that you kind of take, like you look back and go, actually, that made our business better? Like, is there anything there?
1: Ooh, tough question. Takeaways for us, no, because we're yeah. in, the, in a city business. Yeah. So I think it's more of a suburban thing. Yeah. And so from the first few lockdowns we had, we thought maybe that, that would be a thing. Yep. And then as they kind of, went on we were like okay we'll still do them but we'll only do them for two hours a day yeah. so that was probably a learning yeah, yeah, yeah. it didn't yeah. really benefit the business yeah. but um, we learned that we could run on minimal staff
0: yes you know yep. there
1: was like, one week where it was Jamon my partner and a new dishy. wow and he got by you know yeah and yeah that's, we went through, you know, it was hard, yakking. yeah, you would never really wish that upon anybody. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> However, you know, we did learn that we could adapt, Um, you know, adapt our systems yeah. to still be open. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe just being, expressing to people, you know, I think everyone in hospitality yeah. did it, like, hey, be with us tonight. Yeah. You know, but. Having a limited menu, like yes. okay like we're just going to do pizza because that's what we hero, yeah, and we're just going to do fried food, nice. And there was no problem with yep. that. So yeah, the people adaptability of going, hey, we can still be yeah. open for you, but we might just have to change mm. a few things.
0: Yeah, and and I think if anything, people have kind of realised, hey, that, well, that's what we have to deal. with, That's what yes. we have to deal with, right? Yeah, um, you know, and I think you know, people kind of, well anyone who doesn't kind of get that and respect that, mm. is they probably have never worked in hospitality too, or, or, or you know, like, it, it, people are people at the end of the day, and if you've got short staff, you're short staff. There's mm. not much you can do about it, right? No. Yeah. You know, I think COVID has been, you know, f- f- uh, there's been a lot of learnings for people, and, you know, obviously that resilience is one thing I think that's come out of it again as well. Earthquakes taught us that, but now also, you know, when you, when you have a, a dishy and two people serving a restaurant, cooking and serving... Um when I look at the size of your restaurant that's a that 's a huge effort right so mm-hmm. the resilience that you 've probably got out of that is was, is pretty good right like yeah. you 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 feel that hey you probably can take on most things now
1: yeah. you know yeah
0: yeah hey, let, let's let's change gears a little bit let 's talk about marketing um and let 's talk about some of the things that you guys do because I really love the fact that you guys are keen sponsors of of youth and and things that you do so tell us a bit about that and and why do you do that like because not a lot of businesses do it yes some businesses do it but not a lot of businesses but you guys really get behind sponsoring teams and sports clubs Mm. and other people
1: Mm. I think um it's been quite a organic process from, you know, many years back when there were a lot more like club sponsorships and things like that. Um and I know that one of Jamon's original business partners had like a massive um rugby following. Yep. So I think it kinda of somewhere started up there. Yeah. Um and then as it's gone down and, and and a lot of sponsorships for hospitality are just, just too big, you yes. know, like It would be lovely to be able to to do that in a perfect world. However, the two don't really fit. So I think for us, as the years have gone by, like, Wannis has become just such a family-loving restaurant, as well as so many other things. But Mm. underneath it all, there's just this family vibe. So it only made sense to say, hey, you know what, like, let's support these kids that come in, like, the kids get the kids happy, yeah, yeah. you know. So oh, I good. guess from <laughs> a marketing point of view, it does um, allow us to kind of hit a market that enables children and parents to come into the restaurant at yeah. a time that Yeah. might otherwise be quiet.
0: Yes, totally. Um,
1: but it's so cool also to hand out Player of the Day vouchers, which uh, we do, yeah. um, and we sponsor clubs in our community yes. or um, we have... Clubs within the city as well that would go out and look at sponsoring. Yep. So, yeah, the kids get a wee voucher. They give it to them on the day. Yeah. And they can come in and redeem it whenever yeah. they want. Yeah. To oh, look, their I, parents. It's, I, it's pretty
0: cute. I know from, from you know, being involved with sporting teams and seeing the vouchers that you guys hand out, the kids love them, right? Like mm-hmm. it's oh, pizza and like, right, the, the, straight away, we're going there tonight yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And you can hear the buzz, you know, because, but it's, you know, like... You don't actually have to do it. Um, at the end of the day, you still, but but it's a great way to get people in the door, um, and it really leads into well to another thing that you guys do well, which is pizza school. Tell us mm. about that because I think that's another really cool thing for kids. Mm. Um, and I've talked to a few, you know, families that have done it and taken their kids there and stuff. And it's a really good way to you know, obviously teaching kids to cook and stuff like that as well. So. Mm. How did that idea come about and how and have you yeah, evolved that? So,
1: the idea, um, I'm pretty sure it came from, well, I am sure it came from our franchise owner and Ferry Me. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I can awesome. take the credit for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it runs on the weekends and it can run, it's predominantly like a kid's birthday. Yeah, yeah. But we do it for bigger groups as well and I like, have done them for. Children with special needs and lots yep. of things like that. So the kids come to the restaurant. They get a table all set up for them, and we just put like nice, um like we cover the table, and they have rolling pins, and we make dough. Oh, good. Yeah, That's
0: and so we good. get to
1: roll out their dough, and then put yep. all the toppings on. Nice. And yeah, and then they cook the pizzas and.
0: And, and uh, do, you, do you teach them anything about the pizza or what's going on there? And yeah, little few tips. a little bit
1: about that's like cool. what kind of cheese it is. you yeah. talk about um, what's in the dough. Sort of the same genre. Yeah, yeah. Every time, but, but, but I think it's <laughs> so cool
0: though, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's something that, like, I, we never did that as a kid, right? But I just think, like, that mm. would just be, you know, it would a cool way to do something different and teaching yeah. something. But also subliminally as well, getting the parents and they see it. and Yeah, and,
1: and, and to be fair, I mean, a lot of the groups I take is more based, uh, it's not a massive money spinner for no. us. However, like what you're saying, that introduction of the yeah. child coming yeah. into yeah. the restaurant, plus if you can have the mums and dads staying, yeah, you yeah. know, um, and hanging out, so it's yeah. all kinda of call it a feel good thing.
0: But, but also, you know, they get to, you know, see happiness happening. You know? Yeah. And that's no, no you never underestimate the power of that. Uh, when you see kids having fun and and parents and talking about it, and the grandparents yeah. will have been told about it that night, and they'll have mentioned it at a, at the school. You know, we made pizza at Winnie, but like, there's so much yeah. stuff that yes. that will go on that you never see or hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, the the power of that. So I think it's it's this really really cool cool idea for kids. And and is it so, that's something you do also in the school holidays? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is it popular? Like, do do you get a few people coming in? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So as I was thinking, you know, like, um, obviously good for sporting teams as well, you, you know, for end of the year sort of gets yeah, together, yeah. that type of stuff. Um, so let's talk about other marketing things that you do. So you also do a quiz night. Um, and it's, you know, over the years it's been pretty popular. Why, why do you do a quiz night in a pizza restaurant? Like, what's the, you know, because there's loads of, you know, loads of quiz nights, but your one seems to go yeah, pretty well, yeah, right? It's
1: really popular. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, the quiz night. Okay, we only introduced our quiz like, about four years ago. Yep. Yeah. And it's just gone yeah. well. Um, we use a local comedian in yeah. our quiz and he does have yeah. a wee bit of a cult yeah, yeah which is cool. I mean, we're very lucky in all of our restaurants that we do make a consideration to have TV screens and yep. things like this. So yes. we're quite into our techie setup yep. because we know that our venues are generally really like multi purpose yep. venues. So yep. we sort of make them in order to know that there can be. A lot of different events in there. Nice. yeah,
0: and do you think that that type of event-based thinking brings a whole different market to you it's, to the restaurant? Yeah, like- it's
1: really nice when you're budgeting. You know, to say, hey, you know, on this night, you know that it's going to have this kind of rock-steady effect. Yeah. Um, I don't like to have too many, like, what you'd call rituals in yep. my restaurant. I'm yep. not so much about that. Yeah,
0: yeah, like but steak sundae yeah, and stuff no, like
1: that. Yeah, no, I just can't. It's <laughs> <No>. just, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, the quiz is like that really nice early week mm. sort of rock solid
0: because um, if you look at hospitality, there must be some really, like you've got your maybe your Thursday, your Friday, your Saturday, maybe Sunday, but that midweek stuff, is it?
1: Yeah, you, you, it's really had a mix and it's really seasonal as well. Yes. Like, for example, like in the winter, we're quite a winter business because we sort of have that more hearty kind of warm offering, yep. pizza, cold night kind of thing. And Wednesdays can just be crazy busy. Mm. However... Sometimes Wednesdays is just like well everyone calls it hump day, right? yeah. yeah. But, you know, like that that can can be, just it. be it. Yeah. So
0: yeah. So having those kind of event based um like the quiz night, where well, you also do something else as well. Do you beats by bingo? We do beats by bingo, yeah.
1: we do that once a month yeah. on a Thursday.
0: Yeah. And that's obviously once again people Yeah,
1: that's yeah. cool. I mean people can still come in and eat. Yeah. It sort of goes at the same time. So they don't necessarily yeah. have
0: to be there for it and nice. it starts a wee bit later, so that's good. It's cool to hear, you know, obviously, um, you know, when you're when you're looking at marketing a business, you've got to have these different things that give people reasons to come in mm-hmm. and choose you. You know, I was talking to a group of people today, like, you know, people have decisions to make that they can buy from you. Well, they, they can buy from a competitor or if they can do nothing, all right? If they do nothing, it's kind of on you. And if they can choose a competitor, well, it's probably because the competitor is maybe doing 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 something better than you. Um, but if you look at hospitality, it's pretty competitive uh, as well, right? Like there's there's a ton of restaurants here in Christchurch to eat at. Um, do you think you've, like, you're have like you finding the mix in, in, in your niche in the marketplace? Have you started to, over time, have you starting to evolve that? Um, to become a bit clearer on who you deal with at certain times of the week or day.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think um, obviously lunches for us um, on the weekends are very family-oriented. Friday, Thursday, if we're open, we probably have a little bit more corporate. Um, And then dinner-wise, it sort of goes in between, like I said earlier, like your family groups Mm. early evening Moving into more of your large groups, we have really big tables. I think yes. sit 30 people yes. on one table. Um, and then we're more later at night, sort of drinking crowd with, like, nice drinks and things like that. So we do have, like, a really mixed yeah. demographic of people.
0: You guys have an amazing cocktail list. And I noticed from talking to the girls the other day, it's very reasonably priced. Yeah, yeah. And, and when we started talking about that, I was like, well, because I don't drink that many cocktails. But the girls were like competitive on price wise, you're very, very competitive. Yeah, you
1: know, compet- you know like at the end of the day I eat out a lot and I've got some really firm favourite restaurants that I've been going to for years mm. in in the city. And over the last few years, you know, a couple of them have just been slowly, like really creeping up their prices. Yep. So the point like, why don't go back? Yeah. You know, and it's just one or two dollars, but you know, and Jamal and I talk a lot about this, we fight about it. Yeah. You know, and we're just all about saying does make it affordable. However, that means that someone might have three drinks. Yeah. And they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, the twenty dollar cocktail, well, you know, that's yeah. that's a different market, but yeah. it's not necessarily our market. Yes. So we know our market. Yeah. We know that we have the early twenties that come in and they really like to sit around and have some pizzas and yeah. cocktails. But it's attractive to them. Yeah. Because of the price point.
0: I, I know from talking to the girls they were like, Wow, this is this is, you know, we can have, we could probably have two drinks and a pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, it was interesting because normally they'd, they'd get one and, you know, and some, some dinner. So that was, you know, obviously making that, that price point more more appealing, uh, I think, is, is, is a, you know, fr- from a hospitality perspective, I guess you've got your, you know, there's a lot to running a hospitality business, and I've I've always heard there's a third, a third, a third. Is that correct? Like, is that how they how you run it these <laughs> days? Like I'm that. not sure, but yeah. um, obviously, you know, rising costs, everything's going up as well, right? So that that makes it, you know, hard on a restaurant too, mm-hmm. right? And, and especially, you know, if to some degree, when you're marketing, you get you get busy, you get people in, uh, it still can be hard sometimes to you know to keep. Keep it affordable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if I guess, especially if you know your market and you know what what they want and who you're trying to attract, right? You've got to, you know, you've got to find ways to make it affordable, you know. Mm-hmm. And whether that's being better operationally, you know, so you can get your bit, you can, you can sharpen up your third there. Um, how do you? How do you? Well, let's talk about that. How do you handle that side of the operational side of business? Is that Jerome's department is like. Do you get involved in that or?
1: Operational side, yeah. Like
0: understanding, like the. I know we you don't really want to talk about the numbers, but I'm sort of like <laughs> the you know like all the things and stuff. That's quite a hard area of the business. Are you more looking in. after the people? Is that yep, your sweet that's spot? Totally my sweet spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good that you've got people inside the business though that can handle each of those areas because they are totally different skills, right?
1: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you butt heads on some of that sort of stuff? Obviously. uh... <laughs>
1: Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes? In a good way? In a good way. Nice. Yeah. Yep.
0: It's, um. I think, you know, the more and more I find about business, you know, the more I learn about people in business, I talk more about, you know, the mindset you have to have a successful business. Um, what I can tell from your, just talking to you and, and knowing you over the years, you've got a very um, focused to whatever it takes mindset. Where did you get that from? Like, where did you learn that from? I don't Is know. It?
1: I'm kind of just like a dogged person. Yeah. I'm a bit of a brat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but you but you know what you want though right and, yeah, and you like, have, you're determined to do it like you, yeah you, people 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 that don't have that that mindset right and this is what I, I love talking to people about this kind of mindset they don't they close the restaurant they don't work with two three people mm. you know they make a decision oh I'm not I'm we're not gonna be open tonight but you didn't you decided right we've got the guy there and me and jerome and we're just gonna gonna do it right mm. is it, you know like you say you're a brat did, like, was that just growing up you just
1: no 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 it's just I want something, I kind of like to get it and yeah. I just push. Yeah, push. I yeah. really have the ability just to push and want to yeah. do, yeah. do. And there's so many decisions that I've made in this whole business yeah. have been based on me doing that. Yeah, and sometimes it's really hard. Yeah, but um, yeah, just.
0: And do you think it did? did it? Was there a point that you learnt something about that, or was it just something that you just intuitively had? Well, intuitively, yeah, had, yeah. Just, that, that's awesome. 'Cause like, if some people just don't have it, right? Like they don't have that mindset to to keep going and when stuff gets hard they they kinda quit, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's important in a business. That's why, you know, I think how long have you been in business now? Myself? Yeah.
1: As an owner? Yeah. Well, with Jamon we well, personally, I brought the franchise about five years ago. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. yep. And Jerome's been in
1: the whole time, so yeah. he's, yeah, but I've
0: lived and breathed it yeah. with him, yeah, yeah. so so you, it's a, like it hasn't just been yesterday, right you've been no. through some tough yeah. tough periods, some periods that, you know, you have to you know, there'll be some challenges all through that, that have built up you know, the the, the mindset to you know, to being successful, and there's a great, I remember a guy called Jim Rohn uh, I want to share this, but you know to get to the, how, how do you get to the front of the buffet queue and it's like, oh how do you get to the front of the queue? And he said, just stay in line. You know, and most people get out of the queue, right? Uh, and then they wonder why they're not successful at stuff, yes, you know? Yes. Why is my restaurant not Well, because you didn't stay in the queue. You tried to find an easier way where, have you realized in business maybe that there are no real real shortcuts? Mm. Have you seen
1: that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: You just got to do the graph, right?
1: You do. Yeah. And surround yourself with good people. Yeah. You know, and I think that's probably something I've learned with you know, processes more recently is when I'm opening another restaurant nice. and I've got good people around me. Yeah. It's about moving components. And yeah. I think also making that bold move when you are in business of knowing you possibly can't do everything yourself and you have to make some point of delegation and you get the right people around you to help you. Yeah. Then, you know, it's it's a winning combination.
0: How, how do you go with delegation? What's, what's some? how do you how do you handle that? Because I think that's a real skill. Yeah. Is that something you've learned or just grown with over time?
1: Grown with. Yeah. But, but, I mean, I think that comes with the age. Yeah. No, no, I agree. And if I look at, I mean, even just at the grassroots level of me actually running the restaurant. Yeah. Gosh, you know, I see some of my girls that are running the restaurant and and I think, oh, you still just have that little bit left to go. Yeah. You, know, you should get to the point where I'm just like, I just direct people. Yeah. You know, like, I need that, I want that, and I'm fluid and I've got no inhibitions yeah. to be worried about. Saying that yes. to somebody. Yes, um, And that's probably just a maturity
0: thing. Yeah. Um, and you've learnt those skills though, right? Like they yes. are now, you don't think about them, they're just... No, like,
1: but I still look back on my yeah. old self. I yeah. Thought, oh gosh, I probably wouldn't have been able to do yeah. that so well. Yeah.
0: yeah. One of the best things I've heard about that, and that's what I teach my team, uh, is if you want to be promoted, you have to be replaced. So you actually have to work your job so you can be replaced and then once you've done that, you can then be promoted. And I think it's a beautiful mm. thing to look at how, in a business, if you look at your role, how can you replace yourself, create that job so someone else can do it, and then you can move up. And I always look at, once I started learning that, I started getting better at delegating. Right. Um, and you're, you're naturally doing that. I can tell, you know, which is cool. Surround yourself with good people. What does that mean to you? Like, what are you, uh, are you looking for that? Or is that happening? Are you attracting those people?
1: No, I mean probably more from a sense of how we have the um, brand and the franchise, and and having good people like yourself mm. and Olivia, who's amazing. Yep. She's so supportive. Um, I have a director with me, like who's on my company with me. She's yep. almost like a mentor. Yep. She's um, my accountant, but she's also a co-director of nice. my franchise company, yes. and she's. Roz, she's amazing, yes. so you know, she's my older more business savvy nice. size, so she's the one that yeah. pulls a lot of the strings and helps me out in places when I just don't have these skills, you know, coming up from the bottom, from mm. hospitality yeah. you know, you just don't, yeah. you miss some of these yeah. things, totally right <laughs> this business speak yeah. that I'm just like what?
0: And, and also <laughs> there's like, there's no real business skill, like school, uh, school, right, there's like, you can go to university all that sort of stuff, but you know, going to the, the the biggest business school was getting in the job, yeah. doing the whacking and cracking, as you say, learning from people around you, mm-hmm. and and being open enough to to be surrounded by those good people and letting those good people in. And it takes a lot to, you know, I found over the years it's you, nothing else, nothing really surprises me now when dealing and employing with people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a bunch of people that will let you down, but there's a bunch of people that will just do. Real cool stuff, yeah. and grow with you, uh, and then you meet these mentors along the way. That yeah, as you say, you surround yourself by them, and you can learn from them. And I think that's a that's the more I talk to people, the more I realize successful people have successful people around mm-hmm. them. I was actually asked this by a young guy yesterday. Uh, he's yeah, I was doing a talk, and he asked me, "What do you re- what have you seen um, from dealing with all these successful people?" And I said, "Well, they." Naturally, have other successful people around them. Mm. And I said, Business is lonely, right? Don't, like, you, you guys are going to start doing business. Uh, and someone, you know, business is lonely. It's a lonely place. Your employees won't understand some of the stuff that you're going through. <laughs> trust me, you know, and they'll let you down. Um, but you'll find good ones and you just need to hone in and look after them and then you need to get around a group of owners and business owners um, so you can grow together. Uh, and I think, yeah, obviously, I've met Ros and, and and that's what you've got, right? You've got someone who's really mm. savvy and, and can help you. Mm.
1: And someone without playing, you know, the feminist card. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's hard. I, I really sometimes struggle sometimes in business dealing with other men. I, yeah. I, I, I do. I, yeah. It's sort of maybe...
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah, and and what what are some of those struggles? Because I'd like to like our audience will listen to this, and I'd love to maybe just tell us some of those struggles that you do have. Because I think it's you know there'll be there'll be ladies and girls listening to this. I know my team will listen, mm. and they want to hear some of the challenges that you go through and, and how how have you dealt with them over the years?
1: Yeah, I think it's probably just more on, and I guess a little bit of it is from. Um, it's not so much with my staff, because no. my staff are delegating, but yep. when I'm having to do things and deal with people in other positions yep. a lot of the time, yep. um, there's definitely like an inert kind of unknown speak, I think, yep. that is directed from the male to the female yep. when you're both on like a business or a more yep. an even footing. Yep. Um, and I like saying... Being put down would be not probably the right word, but a sense of a little bit of intimidation. Intimidation, yeah, yep. Is
0: it true. is it around being heard as well? Like some of your ideas, or
1: yeah, or just um, maybe that they're not sh- listen. Yeah, that the, 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 they're not listened to. If that yep. makes sense, or respected. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um how do you deal with that like what what's your way of coping uh, with it like or way or, of coping? or or not, not even coping, but actually making sure that you're heard and you're you know the outcome is is desirable for everyone yeah um I guess it's
1: probably just that learning thing again, and mm. just go, okay, no, just make sure you just. Flick it yeah. and just get on with it. Pick joke. your times. Pick your times. Yeah.
0: <laughs> As they say, my mum says, pick your battles. Pick your battles.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or maybe just sort of smile and, and just yeah. sort of laugh it off and yeah. not get too overly wounded by the whole
0: yeah. thing. But yeah. Yeah, because it, y- you don't want that. Those. Incidents to, to hold you back, right? No, and, no. and you know you you're, you're successful in what you do, so you, you have the you know have the right to have your opinion and get in there and Hey, mm. we want to do stuff this way, blah blah blah. You know, and you you know anyone listening, you know, definitely listen to what Sarah's saying there as far as you know. Value your opinion and value yourself that mm. you you know what what you're sharing is 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 of value and, and stand up for what you believe in, right? Mm. Um, because that's that's so important. Anything else there that, that you've found when it, when it comes to dealing with – because, you know, like, I guess, is hospitality seen as a male-dominated environment or, or – and I'm talking about maybe owners? like, no. no? No. More females?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's good. Like, as far as – Well, that's a
1: good mixture, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the good operators are girls. Yeah and guys, but yeah. yeah it's a definite mixture
0: do you guys all get on like do you have like a I know there's an association and that type of stuff do you do you mix and mingle with the owners of restaurants like is is, is that a thing or does I like, have <sighs> two children
1: yeah go out much <laughs> give me another couple of years yeah 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 kind of you know about
0: <laughs> I think some of those you know like you see some of those hospitality awards and stuff, and they always seem yeah, quite, you there know, are like certain elements quite buoyant of, and,
1: um, the hospitality set in Christchurch. which, like yeah. in all, I guess all cities, it kind of depends, sort of, what kind of restaurant you have, what kind of wine yeah. list you have, you know, yeah, who yeah. you hang out with. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're not so much in that set. No. if that makes sense.
0: No, no, um, I get that. You're you're in the great pizza business. Yes. The great. People business yeah, the, and a great place. it's Been
1: around for thirty years. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. That is awesome. I, I love reading your um, your uh, reviews and you know those common themes that come through mm. of people just loving, you know, loving the loving the place, loving the atmosphere, loving the service, and loving the you know really love. This. You see great pizza all the time. Yeah, it's just it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, how I pointed
1: it out to me. I'm yeah. Like, wow.
0: Yeah. yeah. When you absolutely. go and read it, it's like okay, well, there's there's a clue there, right? um so let's let 's just change gears a little bit um, and we 've kind of talked about mindset, and I think you know you've 've shared some good insights there. I just want to share though, and this is i don 't know if this is something you thought of recently what would be your advice to someone starting up a restaurant today like what are some of the things that you would go or well, if you had to go to your top five list straight away what would it, what would mm. that be someone starting up a restaurant and i 'm asking you this because you 're obviously you know, you're launching a you know, and the restaurant. So, what are some of your top five?
1: Top five would be don't open a restaurant based
0: purely on your own taste. Wow. Yeah, yeah, because heaps of people have done that. You know, the guy that I told you they spent they, the bar was open for six weeks. Yes. He opened that restaurant because he liked a restaurant island mm. that does great pizza and craft beer. And he wanted to have the same oh. business and feel in his in his building. Yeah, and it was, that was his that was his opinion. That was he. It was his taste and why he wanted to open open that. Mm. Uh, and it was a massive failure. Mm. Uh, they must have chucked a lot of money in it. They owned the building and they put a restaurant at the bottom. Six weeks later, closed. But that was the mistake he made. Wow, that's that's good. I, I talk to students all the time about that. Like I said, you know, sometimes you have to realise you're not your customer. You're not buying from you. So don't 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 put your bias
1: put yourself in such a niche market yeah. that is so particular to to what you like so only your friends will come.
0: Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> because you because <laughs> you're forcing them to come. That's a brilliant that's a brilliant first one. Okay, cool. What's number two? Uh, number two would
1: be definitely Creating a vision for your yep. brand and making yep. sure that that is all set in stone and there's an understanding prior to opening your restaurant yep. and just not being muddled. So yep. just you know, going for that director. So once again, making sure that there's a clear brand story.
0: Yep. Nice.
1: You don't get lost. You don't. It's no grey areas.
0: Yeah. Once again, if I look at his failure, he did not have a clear, clear brand story. Mm. He was trying to borrow someone else's created a weird name, and then when I spoke to the breweries about, he had 13 different craft beers on tap, and we were lucky enough, my office was underneath Lone Star at the time in Walker Street, and I asked one of those guys, I said, what do you think about having that many craft beers on tap? He says, most of them will go off, because craft beers don't get pulled that often. He says, we're the Lone Star, we only have one craft beer on tap. We have dozens of them on bot- in bottles and cans but we only have one in- and i was like wow that you know not clear once again on yeah interesting i'm, I'm writing these down because these are the things that this guy <laughs> failed on interesting okay so don't open uh, on your own taste uh create a vision They have a clear brand um did you say story yeah nice okay what's number three
1: you making sure that you've got good staff.
0: Good staff, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good staff is it? Good staff and good training.
1: Yeah, good good training, but yeah. also making sure that you're hiring people that you know can um, adapt quickly to. Yeah. you know, moving. I mean, we kind of in a stage as well with hospitality. We are like it's about getting good people, the yeah. right people. Yeah, you yeah. Know, picking them a little bit more for their attributes. Really working out not so much because we're not getting people that are necessarily. I've done this many years in hospitality, yeah, yeah. So it's more about like who are you,
0: would it be their attitude, the like, attitude, yeah.
1: And you get a good, a good sort of um indication with people about just who they are and, and their longevity and their, and their attitudes and things Most. like that. The extracurricular, yeah, kind of um, okay, things like high achievers, yeah, people that are good at sport or you know, people. That in a local
0: club doing yep. something, all those things that you know that they're actually that person's got a bit substance around substance. the right that's yeah. cool, nice, so okay, good training good staff, picking the right people attitude, achievers, I like, I like that you can see, you get someone like that come in the door you know straight away one uh, they're going to fit in, because they can probably talk to people that, that's probably one of the things I'd look at is how relatable are you because yes. if you can't talk to people you can't take orders and you can't sell stuff yeah. you're not going to get on with the, with the people in the business so okay cool that was number four is there anything around operational that you would that you would talk about there? It's like I would say you'd have to have control of your costs, wouldn't you like you
1: oh 100% yeah, yeah. so making sure that everything all your items and everything's all pre-planned and costed yeah. out and yeah. and things and, and then there's so much now with software and you know, restaurants are moving forward so much yes. with technology. So, so you make sure your technology choices. You yeah. know. It's just you know online booking and all these things that of course are kind of just day to day nature with your restaurants. Yeah. But your reporting and and all that tech stuff. There's a good yeah. amount of tech stuff that can really help your business yeah. and yeah. making sure that that's kind of. Nailed in, yeah. and and you have investigated the best systems and processes to go along with your day to day operations.
0: And there is a lot of technology that you can use these days to leverage. You know, like holy crap, some of the software these days is unbelievable, uh-huh. and even from an accounting perspective. But I mean, you talk, talked about online bookings. You know, the um, vouchers and all that sort of stuff integrated yeah, just, and just normal, how? Day-to-day. Yeah, and yet you know, ten years ago,
1: maybe yeah. a little bit, probably. Maybe 15 Yeah You know we were still Taking a telephone call Yeah And there was a big white book Yeah true You know And I think back there, And I think Oh my god You could really Really have Done yeah. some damage By walking into Someone's <laughs> restaurant And stealing their book Yeah yeah Because that's oh, The totally. whole year's booking
0: Yeah yeah and also, like, back in the day, it was like you'd write on the paper and it would go through to the other side. I remember, like, walking at like double, uh, yeah the airport yeah. plaza. We'd have to write on stuff and it would get, we'd go through. And one slot would go there and one slot would go in <laughs> the till and stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So technology's a real winner. So there's, there's four good ones. Any, any, what's the last one? What's number five? Putting on the spot.
1: Number
0: five, location. Location. How good. And, and how much do you think that affects a business? A lot. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, who failed, he put his business on the bottom of a brand new building on a corner with no real parking, and there was no street appeal or sun that mm-hmm. would ever hit hit that, that thing. Yeah. But it was little things as well, because I remember talking to the, one of the guys from Lone Star, and he said, you know, at the bar, there's no leaner. There's nowhere to put your foot. Mm-hmm. He says, that'll decrease sales. I was like, really? Because... How many times have you walked into a bar and there's a thing at the bottom there and you put your foot on it? And I thought about it and now I go look for it and he's right and like that guy just they didn't have it. So it was all these little things mm. inside. So hey, Sarah, there are five great takeaways. Um, I think number one's really hit me. Um, because that was funny how that person did, did do that. Uh, number number two is, is really clear. And I think that's something in a business, you must get clear on your brand story. You mm. must get clear on why people should come and see you, why they should do business with you, why they should refer you, you know, and, and, and get known by that that, mm. that um, so that it's really clear. And I think Winnie's is doing that really well, you know, uh, and will get stronger and stronger at doing that. Uh, I can see from the skills that y- you guys already have, you know, in selecting good staff. And I think that's a, that's a, I know I've learned that over the years. Uh, and we're probably a, a, now a little bit harsher on who we employ versus who we used to employ. Uh, and I think that's obviously, come, as you say, it comes with time and, and age. Technology, massive believer, massive believer. So just seeing, you know, the technology, aside from our business, but also seen inside the hospitality and location. I think, look, if you look at Winnie's, you're in a great location. Ferryman's in a great location. The City One's in a great location. Rangura's in a great location as well. So um, that's awesome. Hey, Sarah, this has been an awesome chat. I really appreciate your time. And it's funny that we had... Uh, a fire alarm in the <laughs> in middle of it, but I don't think it's really. A bit of a
1: walk in the sun. Yeah,
0: I think I don't really think it's disrupted what what we've done. Um, if people want to get hold of you, maybe there's people out there going, "Hey, look, I want to look at a franchise. Where do they get hold of hold of you?"
1: They would just email me directly.
0: Yeah, and what's your email address?
1: My email address is city, so C-I-T-Y, at nz.
0: Nice. And if people want to come to the restaurant, whereabouts are you based?
1: Cool. So we're in 40 Wells Street.
0: 40 Wells Street. and you're um, obviously online as well, and you've got the Well Street, you've also got the Rangura, uh, and soon to be again the, the Ferryman. Ferryman, so, wishes two
1: Waterman play yeah,
0: yeah, that's exciting times. Well, hey, I really appreciate your time, um, and I know you're a busy lady, but I really respect that you've spent some time talking to us today. I know people here are going to be, um, they'll listen to this, and I think, the, the next best thing they can do is go to Winnie Bay goes and have one of their pizzas <laughs> um, your favourite pizza again was the Grand Chicago right, yeah. mine uh, I'd have to say is the spicy lamb, mm. uh, I like spicy food and it is beautiful Gosh. it's hot but it has the right balance and my staff take the mickey out of me but every time I go there I have chips with gravy nice. and no one else likes it <laughs> so I get, whole, I get all the gravy to myself which I think is fantastic so um, yeah alright guys Appreciate your time listening to the podcast. Make sure you tune in um, for more episodes. And Sarah, thanks for your
1: time.
0: Thank you. Hi, Scott Wilson here again. Hey, thanks for listening to the Marketing for Business podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen, and we hope that you learned a lot from today's episode. Uh, if you could be so kind as to rate and share the podcast with your other business friends and colleagues, That'd be awesome. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes, why don't you head over to our website, www.getdigitalinfluence.com. We've got a whole bunch of other amazing interviews with business owners. Thanks for your time and have a great day.